0: Hey friends, welcome to the Surrender Driven Success podcast today. I'm so excited because today is the 100th podcast episode. Can you believe it? I can't. It's amazing. (laughs) I wanted to let you in on a very personal and vulnerable journey I've been on since the start of this podcast and really pour out some encouragement and hope for you in a very real and practical way today. Putting this episode together has felt intimidating to say the least. I'm like, how do I possibly put this into words? But I wanted to celebrate with you not only the success of this podcast, but God's goodness in my life so that you can be reminded of God's goodness in your life, regardless of what things look or feel like. I can't wait to go over some nuggets of wisdom that are going to help you navigate the hard in your life. This is going to help you navigate the waiting the confusion of things not lining up the way you thought they would, or maybe in the timing that you thought that they were, in the situations that just look and feel impossible. There is fresh grace for you today. And as I was thinking about sharing this personal testimony with you, as one of the greatest tests of trust in my life over the past few years, I have to be completely honest. There's another big test of trust in my life that I'm challenged with weekly you know what that is? Honestly, it's this podcast. I'm not showing up here to get rich or famous, but I'm showing up faithfully out of obedience to what I feel the Lord has called me to do. And in faith, I have to hope that it's making a difference, that it's impacting your life in a way that draws you closer to your heavenly father, that it encourages and empowers you to be a better wife, mother, and grow in your business or other work that you leave each episode with greater clarity and vision and biblical perspective for your everyday life, and that you're challenged to surrender more deeply as you trust in God so that you can then shine brightly and make a greater impact for his glory. If you've been here for a while now, or if you're brand new, just know that you are here for a reason, and I cherish your time listening and sincerely want to know that this podcast is valuable to you, or if you like what you hear, would you do me a favor and help me celebrate this milestone of 100 episodes today? Here's how you can help celebrate the Surrender Driven Success Show today. Enter to win a giveaway by leaving a review on the podcast on Apple iTunes. If you haven't, got an iPhone, just borrow a friend, but I would love to hear from you and this is the best way to support the show and give me your feedback is just to scroll right down, click the five stars and write a written review. Or for a bonus entry, go to the website michellehyatt.com forward slash chat with me. You can click the show notes below and I will put that in there for you. And then click start recording and just leave me a personal message. I would love to hear your voice, to hear what you're learning, to hear what you're loving, and just to hear what you'd love to hear more of, too. To say thank you, I will enter you into this 100th celebration giveaway to win a free seat in a heart to heart strategy session with me. Here, I'll get to sit with you one on one and chat with you about some simple strategies, mindsets, and heart sets to help you balance motherhood and business with greater purpose and peace. What's included in this gift is 60 minute free life coaching session, personalized success strategies, and organized Google doc to track your growth. So I can keep you accountability for a few weeks after our call and we can really see results and always an encouraging, honest, and trustworthy friend. At the end of each session, you're going to walk away with practical steps for breakthrough and fresh vision for how your faith, family, and work can beautifully connect as you pursue your greatest potential. And I would love to connect with you in a heart-to-heart session and coach you specifically in this way and support you wherever you're at. So I am really excited to give away a seat today. There's always limited spots available, but I'm giving one away for free. And all you need to do is leave a fresh review. So thank you in advance. I'm so excited to share with you today. I want to let you in on a journey that my family has been a part of for a year and a half now, and this is significant and personal. I have no doubt that God is going to light up your heart through my personal story. So keep listening to find out what the biggest tangible test of trust in the last few years has been for me. Hey girl, do you wish there was a way to balance both motherhood and business with more purpose? Do you know where you could confidently do all the things without the fear of failure? I know what it feels like to wonder if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God. But imagine if you could connect the work of your hands with your influence at home, so that there was more peace and unity as you grow in business and build your family. That's exactly what I'm doing, and I wanna help you do that too. I'm opening up some spots this summer for one-on-one heart-to-heart coaching. This is a time where we can sit together for an hour and I'll empower you with simple strategies, mindsets, and heart sets for finding success in balancing both motherhood and business with God at the center. I'll help you find greater purpose and peace while you intentionally grow your business and pour into your family, all by seeking God first. In each heart-to-heart session, we're gonna process through what's on your heart as we pursue God's heart for true transformation. At the end of each session, you're gonna walk away with practical steps for breakthrough in three of the most important areas of your life. Number one, you're gonna get a strategy to experience greater growth and purpose in your business. Number two, an intentional action to nurture your family and create more order in your home. And number three, most importantly, a heart posture of surrender that builds an unshakable faith, no matter the season. Ultimately, you're going to get fresh vision and fresh clarity for how your faith, family, and work can beautifully connect as you pursue your greatest potential. So if you're ready for a spirit-led coaching experience with the clarity to get you unstuck and the trustworthy support to help you become the woman you are called to be, and if you're finally ready to stop striving and start thriving as a business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus. Now is the time to work together. Let's schedule a heart-to-heart strategy session. I have only four coaching spots left this summer. First come, first serve. So when they're gone, they're gone. Head over right now to michellehyatt.com and respond to the pop-up with the words, coaching please. I'll send you an email to make sure we're a great fit and give you my calendar to grab a limited spot. Together, we're gonna get you set up with simple surrender-driven success strategies for balancing your family and your business with greater purpose and peace. Again, head over to michellehyatt.com, that's Michelle with two L's, H-I-A-T-T, and comment in the pop-up with the words, coaching please, click submit to send your message and we'll get you all set up for a heart-to-heart. I cannot wait to work with you. Hey friend, welcome back to the Surrender Driven Success Podcast. Do you absolutely love being a wife and a mom, but something in you desires more? Do you wanna grow as an entrepreneur without hurting your family? You wonder, is it really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? Hi, my name is Michelle, and as a wife of 17 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and a kingdom entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel. I know you wish every day that there were more hours in the day to get it all done and be the best mom that you can be. I know the mom guilt whispers in your ear far too often and you get tired of dealing with the constant interruptions. You crave more simplicity, more order in your home, more connection with your family and more than anything, a strong faith that keeps your heart steady no matter the season. I'm so thankful you're here to join me on this journey of processing life together and growing in greater purpose as fellow business minded mamas with a heart for home and a love for Jesus. On this podcast, we will use this precious time exploring how to embrace a heart of surrender, gain biblical perspective for everyday life, and learn practical tips to experience more peace in the midst of balancing work and family. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home. Do you believe that too? Then let's connect the work of our hands with our influence at home so that we can leave a lasting legacy through the next generation. Go grab that basket of clean laundry to fold or pour another cup of coffee and let's grow together. I always said if and when we close on this house, it's going to be God. Well, it happened And I want to share my testimony, give God glory, and leave you with valuable lessons I learned along the way that will be life-changing if you embrace them. The things that God teaches in past seasons are to be carried over to future seasons so that we don't forget what God has done and how far we've come. So keep listening to reflect and remember with me and to gain practical and spiritual insights to help you become the woman God has called you to be. February 19th, 2021, it was a random Friday and my husband Tyler called me and said, hey babe, there's this house I want you to look at. I thought it was odd because we weren't in the market for a house. We weren't looking for a house. He's always looking at real estate for investment purposes, but not for us personally. I even looked at the listing and I thought, "Mm, okay, kind of random, not really interested, not my style, but if my husband sees that it's important, if it's important to him, I'll trust him in that. So I got around and we left early for our date to go see this house in the most bizarre showing ever. I mean, even the realtors were like, this is just, (laughs) this is just too much. I actually have a picture. I, yeah, no, I won't share it, but I have a picture of my husband, myself, and the realtor in front of the house. And we're all covered up because this man, now I know it's COVID and that there's precautions that are important to be taken, but this guy was really, he's just really unique to say the least. And he was really paranoid about germs. And so in order to even walk in his house, we had to take off our shoes, put on clean socks, have gloves on our hands, masks on our face. I mean, hands crossed, couldn't touch a thing. It was just really awkward. I walked through the house and looked. I was open, but I didn't have much emotion. It was so random, it seemed. I wasn't taking it that seriously. It was all spontaneous and kind of weird. My husband and I went after dinner afterwards and we talked a little bit about the house, but I wasn't sure really what I personally thought. However, the next morning I woke up and I felt that it was important to seriously sit down and pray about and process through this property we had just looked at. As my mama taught me, I wrote out a good old pros and cons list. I still have that list actually, but what I found in doing this was, wow, This house has everything we would want or need for our family. It would be an ideal place to call home and to raise our kids here. Not perfect because no place is perfect, but all the main things were there. I mean, it was just incredible, but the desire came. My heart woke up and this desire and strong belief that somehow, someway, God was in this. God was leading us there. It was undeniable to say the least. I wasn't looking for a home. We weren't looking for a house. We were settled and content, thankful for what we had. Everything was good, but God had other plans. One thing I want to share with you guys is God prioritizes our heart health over the things that we want. However, always keep your heart open to what God has because sometimes the sweetest surprises come when you aren't looking or trying or striving for it. He truly cares about the details. And in an area I had kind of given up hope, he brought restoration in a huge way. Think about it. How many times are you stressed out over something that you don't have control over? And then as soon as you let it go, you receive that thing, or that thing finally happens. I even think about when I dated my husband before I started dating him, right before. I determined in my heart, I was like, I'm not dating anyone my senior year of high school. I'm going to focus on you, Lord. I'm not going to be distracted. I will not have a boyfriend. Not like I had been dating guys anyways. He was my first boyfriend. But in my heart, I decided I am completely letting this thing go. And within weeks, Tyler was my boyfriend who soon became my husband and my fiance. And there was that. But I want to remind you to always trust and surrender and let God be God. So as I talk and share this story, I'm going to give you some nuggets of wisdom, some nuggets of truth that I've learned and I'm always learning along the journey. And I really encourage you to write them down as the Lord highlights them in your heart. So maybe that would be the first thing to write down. Anyways, we immediately put the house under contract and then it was going to be a waiting game as we figured out the financial side and all the details. We were not exactly prepared to purchase a house at the time, and I really sensed that we were going to need the Lord's favor big time. One thing that the Lord's been teaching me through my faith journey is to just have faith like a child. This situation was a true test of faith, and I put my heart out there in a way I hadn't in a long time by believing with my whole heart that God would make a way. You know, when I started this surrender journey, I would say in 2020, sorry, not 2020, 2021 of January on a fast, one of the things I was praying for during this fast at the beginning of the year was, Lord, would you just restore my faith? I feel like over the years, as life gets hard, sometimes our faith gets weakened. And I remember being young and being so strong in faith. I just believed for everything. And I feel like I lost a lot of that as time went on. And I was asking the Lord to just restore that. And he gave this grace to have fresh faith for this house situation. And I was like, I don't know why, Lord, but I really feel that you're leading us here. And I'm just going to believe you. I'm just going to trust. I'm just going to have faith. I wasn't chasing selfish desires or my little American dream. This was so much more. There was continual clarity and confirmation in my heart that the Lord had this place in mind for us. I wasn't trying to manifest my dreams, I was taking a risk. To believe God for what I heard him saying. I didn't know how or when this would happen. And I determined that even if it didn't work out, I was still going to believe. God was worthy of my faith, even if I misunderstood and was wrong. I really dug into seeking him on the topic of our home, this home, and putting my faith in what he said and in what was possible. I spoke out in faith to everyone for the past year and a half the same phrase. I would tell them if and when it happens, talking about the house, buying the house, it's going to be gone. So the next point I would love for you to write and receive is to have faith like a child and just believe. God is so worthy of your faith and ask him for the grace to believe deeper. Ask him for the grace to have faith like a child. There's a business saying that says, say what you see until you see what you say. And what I would tell you is to ask God, God, what are you seeing? What are you saying? Seek his face on whatever your heart desires, on whatever you are pursuing, and really just believe whatever he's saying to you. In the beginning, as I got clarity on my desires, I felt that we were to establish roots as a family. It was time and I was so ready. We knew the area we were supposed to be living and the time was just right to settle down in a deeper way. There was nothing I wanted more than to plant my roots and raise my family and thrive deeply. We already are and we're doing great, but there's just something different about settling in in a deeper way. It wasn't a wrong desire, but one of the things that the Lord taught me was that I thought I needed roots in a home, but God taught me that my roots run deep in him first and foremost. Let me give a little context. I've been married now 17 and a half years. We have five kids. I've lived in three states, and this will be our 12th move. You have to know that I've been on a journey. And each move and transition of houses has been bittersweet. There's been a lot of pain involved. It's just been a tender topic for me. And I've tried not to worry about it. Meaning the desire of really settling down in a place of our own or a place that you would say, quote, is a forever home. In a place that my kids would look back and remember as their home that they were raised in. Maybe a place my grandkids would come and visit. I kind of just stopped worrying about it. I stopped thinking about it. And I just wanted to bloom wherever I was planted and just live and thrive where the Lord had us. But it was hard. You know, I grew up and I lived in one house my whole life. My husband was kind of the same way. And our journey has looked different. And so I think in our mind, especially as, as women, as little girls, it's like, we just want to have this American dream. We want to have this little house, this white picket fence, and we just want to settle in and own a piece of land and raise our family. But you know, there's a lot of transition. There's a lot of change in life. And there's a lot that we don't really anticipate. This is normal and it's okay. The most important thing is that our heart is steady for the journey. And for me, it's been a long, bumpy road, and the desire to smooth out that road and settle, it's not bad. But what I want to tell you is that first things must come first. In the beginning of the year, the Lord highlighted Ephesians 3 to me and the part that said, now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And I was like, I love that God. Awesome. We're going to accomplish infinitely more than I can ask or think. But during this time, when my heart was waking up to this desire to have roots in a home, he reminded me of the first part of this passage. The most important part. This is Ephesians 3, 16 through 20. It says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Then it says, now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I want Christ to make his home in my heart. I want to trust him. But I want my roots to grow down, really go, grow up into God's love, grow up into him first, because that's the thing that keeps us strong. And that's the thing that steadies our heart. And that was one of the first things that the Lord was really teaching me in this process is, hey, seek me first. So what should you do when you feel unsettled? Maybe you feel lost inside. Maybe your home doesn't feel safe or loving or the way you hoped home would feel like. Maybe you're waiting to buy a home and you feel stuck in transition. What should you do? Let your roots grow into God's love. He will be your firm foundation. As the story continues, we unexpectedly find this house, feel strongly that this is the place for our family, immediately go under contract, I'm seeking God deeply, and also boldly putting my heart out there in faith, and ultimately, we're doing our part to try to close on this property while we wait. And I want to be clear that the reason I'm telling this today is because this is not about me. This is not about a house or a property. It's so much more than that. This is really about what it means. It's about who God is and what we can learn and remember from the journey. These months of waiting were marked with pages of journaling, hours of tears, and deep confirmation and clarity that God was leading us. Again, I just want to say that this is my experience. This is my personal journey, my personal perspective. I know my husband had a different journey, had a different experience. And it's one of those things because I'm not somebody that's like, oh, God told me this and God told me that. I, I just am really cautious about that. But this is a situation where I'm like, man, I don't know completely, but this is what I see. This is what I am see that you're saying. I see that you're doing this and I'm just going to believe. And so this is where my faith was. I didn't know how or when, but I knew that this situation would be a challenge. There would be some ups and downs. And let me tell you, the deal did fall apart and come back together more times than I can count. And each time I had to trust God a little deeper. I remember one specific time I was at the beach with Tyler his father had just passed away. And one of the reasons we felt so strongly about this location is because it was like six minutes from his mom and it made sense for us to be close. It was just seemed like all the pieces were lining up and the time was right. Anyways, we needed to get away for a night and just kind of decompress. It had been obviously a rough time. And I remember Tyler was taking a walk on the beach. I was in the hotel room just praying. And at that point in time, The house situation, as far as getting to closing, it wasn't looking very good. Things were just not looking that promising. And I remember sitting there, looking out at the beach, the sun on my face, just soaked with tears over the situation, feeling so broken. I felt like the Israelites standing at the Red Sea of impossibility, but asking God to make a way. I was like, Lord, just part the sea, make a way. This is impossible. I know that there's a million reasons why this probably shouldn't happen, from maybe a financial standpoint or a timing standpoint or whatever, I just, Lord, I trust you. And I just ask that you would do a miracle because this situation needs a miracle. And I know you can do it. Have you guys ever had a Red Sea moment like that in your life? These moments of brokenness and surrender, they're so beautiful. Don't forget those moments where you're like, God, this is impossible, but I believe you for it anyways. Don't forget those moments. They're really pivotal to your faith journey. Anyway, so we're waiting and waiting for an answer. And ultimately, whether we're going to close on this house or not, like this was months of waiting. It was a process, let me just tell you. And it was going to come down to the final word given by the bank if we could get the loan. Well, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this is like the couple weeks before, my husband has a conversation with me and he lets me know that he's starting to feel a little bit uneasy about purchasing this home from a financial standpoint. And this was so hard. Again, like a lot is changing. The world is changing. There's so many ups and downs. And when you're an entrepreneur and you're studying the market and you're aware, you're just awake and aware, let's just say that, um, you have to pay attention to the signs and the times that you're living in. And so you're trying to balance like wisdom with faith and what to do when you're raising a family and you're providing and you're Bearing that burden. Like our men carry so much weight to provide and protect our family. And so I have respect for that. But, anyways, he was having these seeds of doubt. And oh my gosh, the disappointment for me was crushing because we had been together on this all along. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? What is happening? I was really feeling discouraged. Then the day came and we heard from the bank. And the answer was a hard no. I was devastated, (laughs) honestly. I, I can't really explain it. It was just that my heart, I'd given my heart to fully believe in faith that this was gonna happen and it didn't happen. I was confused. Nothing, nothing made sense. I was questioning everything, questioning whether I heard from God or could even hear his voice. I was so angry at God, to be honest with you. I remember just like falling on my knees, crying in my room. I was just grieving. It felt like a loss because I really felt like I already felt like I was receiving this thing. I was so on board. Like, Lord, I'm like, Lord, you've spoken. I really believe you. And it felt like a cruel joke. And I was just getting bitter. I felt sick. And I'm like, God, I don't even want this anymore. Like, just take it. I'm so done. I'm so frustrated. Like, ultimately, I was just hurt and heartbroken. It felt like hope deferred again and again and again, specifically when it comes to me and my journey of buying a house and settling in in that way. And my heart was just sick. I was so done. I don't know if you guys can relate or if you've ever had a point in time where you're like, I really saw all the pieces lining up. This is what I thought was going to happen. It looked like this is what you were saying, God. It looked like this is how you were going to work this out. And it just, it didn't work. Like, what the heck, Lord? Well, that was where I was at. Then my husband comes home and he came into the bedroom and he's like, "Um, I don't really know what to think about this. I'm not quite sure what to say, but the owner of the house had reached out and said he wanted to privately finance us. Like He really knew from the day that we met him, As interesting and special of a person that he is, let me tell you, like he knew that we were the buyers and we knew we were the buyers, but obviously that doesn't make everything just work out. Like there's a practical process to things. So he believed in us and he wanted us to purchase the house and wanted to give us an opportunity. And this made sense to me. I thought, oh God, oh, this is it. Like now I see what you're doing. This is like a miracle. Oh my goodness. My hope kind of started to glimmer again. I thought this financial situation is going to be even sweeter than before. But my husband still seemed a little hesitant. Something in him just didn't feel completely right. I wiped away my tears, pulled myself together, got ready, and I got some courage to believe a little bit more again, get some hope back. And I remember getting ready in the bathroom, listening to this song that had just come out that day, and it was called "Ways" for Me by Maverick City. You can look it up. But anyways, the chorus just says, Over and over, it says, You keep on making, you keep on making ways for me. For everything that you've promised, I know I haven't seen a thing. You keep on making, you keep on making ways for me. And it just felt so like prophetic about what God was doing. I was like, I know, Lord, like we're in a wilderness. This is not supposed to happen. This situation just died. And now it feels like a miracle is taking place and you're making a way when there seems to be no way. So we loaded up the kids told them we were taking them to our new home. And I brought the owner a card and some cupcake jars to thank him for believing in us and giving us an opportunity. And when we got there, through his broken French, because this man is from France, and there was like a major communication barrier, so we couldn't understand him too well. Through his broken French, he says he talked to his lawyer and he didn't think it would probably be a good idea. So all in one day, this deal our future home. It died completely, felt like it resurrected and came back to life in a complete miracle that I thought was God's perfect plan. And then it died again and it was over. And I had to just sit with that. Have you ever been in a moment where you believed God and it didn't work out? Where things just didn't make sense when you saw all the pieces lining up? Maybe you felt disappointed or even angry at God for not coming through the way you wanted or maybe when you wanted or how you needed him to. How do you process that? Well, there was definitely some grief involved, but my resolve was this. I was like, Lord, I don't understand what you're doing. I don't know what that was. None of this makes sense to me. Maybe one day I'll look back and have some answers, but honestly, I don't need them. I'm, I'm kind of over it. I've, I've let this go. I just need to know that you're with me. I need to know you more through this. I need to know your heart. I need to know that I can hear from you. And my resolve was that, God, if you had to break my heart through this process to have more access to my heart, that's good enough for me. I exchange my desires for more of you. So I give you my broken heart in exchange for more of you and I surrender. The result total peace. Listen, this is what we talk about all the time on this podcast. And I want you to understand the importance of surrender as a believer. It is the key to abiding in his love and walking in peace. I call it the cycle of surrender. This is just an example of it. It's like van where we're wrestling and we don't understand and we want control and we want answers. And we're just in this place of tension, but we say, God, it's yours. You're good no matter what. I trust you. I release this thing. I surrender. When we let go, that's where his peace and his grace can come into that place. So let me go ahead and share the end of the story. And then I'll unload some key lessons that you can learn from this time of waiting and wondering in my life. After I let go of the situation. I wanted to settle in deeper at my current house naturally. I'm like, all right, well, if I'm not moving, then I'm just going to make this place that we're renting feel more like home. But I didn't feel the peace or permission to move forward with that either. I'm like, okay, Lord, I still feel like I need to be ready and not settle in more here. I still feel like I'm in this transition. In fact, the owner of this beautiful home that we're renting, he called me one day and he's like, Michelle, he's like, you guys have been here a while. Like we have the funds, like we're, willing to do whatever renovations that you want. I'll cover it all. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, you want to take down walls, do a brand new kitchen, like make it look like your dream home, like whatever you want to do. He said, he's like, I want you to be happy. And I was like, man, that's so kind of you. That's so generous. Thank you. But honestly, I don't really think that we need to spend the energy or the effort or the money on that right now. Like we're good. I'm happy. I'm genuinely thankful. Like it's good. So I rejected that offer and I just felt like I'm just going to wait and we're just going to enjoy where we're at. We've got all that we need. We have an amazing place. I felt that I actually wasn't supposed to settle in deeper where I was, but I still had the faith somehow, some way that we'd be able to live on the land that I felt the Lord had promised. There was trust without any answers. So I waited, but this time in peace, I wasn't worried about it. I always felt like until I see someone else holding the title of this property, then I'll believe that it's over and not for us. But until then, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. Finally, in December, December 31st of 2021, we got the word that the house that we had previously been trying to buy was under contract with someone else. And so finally, I was like, thank goodness for the clarity, just to know that that door was closed and that it was over. And I was fine with it. It was cool. I just wanted the clarity. It was looking like closure once and for all. And clarity is such a gift. So it was good. I'm like, we get to move into the new year and just see what's ahead. But then a few months later, that new potential buyer fell through and the owner reached out to Tyler to see if he was still interested. And of course we were. And this time from a financial standpoint, we were in a better position and the timing was just right in a lot of ways. But there was still a major process ahead. We had to go through the process again. So here we were under contract, same house. A lot of time had passed waiting on the bank to let us know the final word. One thing I had determined was that it was ultimately going to be Tyler's leading a decision on if we purchase this house and move forward. I knew that it would be right if he felt peace about it and he felt excited about it. And as the provider of the family, that is the right thing to do. Like he needed to be honored in that way. I wasn't going to push for anything because I had the faith for it, but rather I was going to trust the Lord's leadership in my life by trusting my husband's leadership in this very important decision for our future. So here's a bonus point for you. Ladies, trust your husband's, not because he's been perfect, not because he's never broken your trust, not because he's never let you down, but because you can trust the Lord first and know that his heart is unity in your marriage. So let unity be priority especially in hard decisions with your family. Another round of waiting and ups and downs and unknowns of if and when this was going to make it to the closing table. Our deadline to close on the house was on a Monday and there was no grace. There was no extension of this contract. Like this was it. The deposit's gone. Like we had a firm deadline. We had to make this happen. It was out of of our control and we were almost out of time. But the Friday... Before our final date, we got a call in the afternoon that we were approved and ready for closing on Monday. So, so exciting. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. It all felt surreal as we sat there at the title office and signed the papers. But then we had to keep waiting. The owner of the house would live in the house for the next 30 days before flying home to France or flying back to France. That was part of the terms. And so here we are. It's like we get this house, but we don't even have the keys yet. We can't access it. We still have to just keep waiting. So it was like, all right, here we go. Just keep a little more time. We can do this. Finally, the day came when we could freely take the family to our new home and show them home. Gosh, that makes me emotional. Um, the girls had never been inside. I hadn't even been inside all that much. It wasn't one of these situations where it was like, oh, this has everything on my list and I've opened every cabinet and I've explored. And it, it wasn't about that. It was like, man, Lord, like this is what you have in mind. And I know this is so good. It's gonna be everything we need and more. It already is. But the girls hadn't been inside. I hadn't really been able to freely explore at all. It had been a year and a half of waiting trusting and every emotion in between, let me tell you. I'll be sharing some beautiful pictures in an email and probably on social media so that you can see some sweet, candid moments from the first time showing up to the house and taking the family into our home. It was a special day to say the least. So definitely, if you're not on the email list, go over to Michelle Hyatt, dot com forward slash connect, grab your freebie, get on the email list and um, check out today's email because it's really, really special. I want you to see some behind the scenes pictures um, or you can just find me on social media at Michelle A. Hyatt, H-I-E-T-T. Anyways, the beautiful thing about this property is just that It's so much more than a home. It's what it represents for our family, for our future, and every person that we have the privilege to be a part of in their life. There's so much vision for this place, and we just can't wait to see how God uses it and what is going to transpire on this place. We're just super excited. But it's about the journey. What's most important is that God gets glory from our lives from our journey in whatever season or hard thing you're walking through. There is purpose in it if he is in it and you don't have to walk alone. I want you to know that. And I can't wait to see how our family thrives here and how this property just brings such a peace, such a presence and um, such a protection and just a grace for others that get to come and just feel like family. We're excited. Anyways, I know that was a lot. And I thank you for listening to my story. As I kind of reflect, I tried to give you the cliff notes on this huge test of trust in my life. But here's what's really important. Do not go away right now. Press pause if you need to take a break. But do keep listening because now I just want to get to the point and I want to tell you what you need to know from my experience so that you will be better prepared for the seemingly impossible situations in your own life. I thought that because God said it, it would happen in a timely manner that made sense to me. <laughs> and that if my heart was right, I mean, come on, I'm pure. My intentions are right. Like, God, you know, my heart, you know, my desires, you giving me these desires. I thought surely it's going to happen. I spoke about it in faith and I believe from my whole heart. It's like, come on, isn't this the recipe for like, Lord, you giving me what I want or what seems like is gonna happen? But what I learned is that God's timing is different, but that if he said it, he will fulfill it. His promises are always yes and amen. And we are to trust him no matter what, no matter how long it takes. Write that down. One thing I love doing with the kids is I love reading missionary stories, stories of other people that have gone before, different points in time, different parts of the world, because you get to see their whole life from like a bird's eye perspective. You get to see the canvas of their life all together and the beautiful impact they made and the legacy that they left. But when you look at their life and and all the in between, it's crazy because you're like, oh my gosh, they served and sacrificed and struggled for like 20 years And then they got their Bible translation figured out, or it just looks like all is lost and it looks hopeless. And it's like, what is going on? God, how could this happen? You led them here, and then they're going through these hard times. And then it seems like they have to start over, and it just looks like failure. And there's all these challenges, but God has a bigger picture and it takes time. And I think one thing that I know I need to be reminded of all the time is that we have to be patient, God is not in a rush. He is not trying to rush your life. We want want the quick fix on everything, but just be patient and trust God's timing. Another thing that I learned from this is that I do hear God and I can trust his leading. This is something that we doubt so often as believers, but I wanna encourage you to have faith and believe that you hear his voice. Please write that down so that you can remember. I do hear God's voice. Believe that. He is speaking all the time. He is speaking in the small things. He's not trying to confuse you or tease you or play a cruel joke on you. Keep asking him your questions and keep listening. He is speaking. More and more, I realize that my life is not my own and this house is not my own. I want it to be the posture of my heart that my hands are wide open with everything that I have. And I can't wait to see what a blessing this place is for others. But you can start wherever you are now. It doesn't matter what you have. Just give it to the Lord and keep your hands open. Don't cling onto things too tightly. I've had two single girls live with me for months at a time. During this time of waiting, I opened up my home to host countless of events and gatherings in the process. So the reason I say that is because what do you do in the waiting? What do you do in the waiting? Here's what you want to remember. To stay faithful and steward what you do have well. Bloom where you are planted and be a good steward of what you have, no matter how much or how little. Just be generous. It's all his anyways. God gives good gifts to his children and he cares about the desires of your heart. The next point I want you to know is that he doesn't just drop things in your lap. I think about the Israelites when they crossed over the Jordan. I talked about this recently in one of the podcast episodes when we were in the book of Joshua. He crossed over and like, this is the land that we promised. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. The Lord says like, it's a promised land, right? But he didn't just drop it in their lap. They actually had to work for it. They had to take the land. They had to go to battle after battle and fight people group after people group. And they had to conquer and take dominion over this land. That was promised to them and that was given to them, but they had to walk in obedience and they had to do the work. And I want to bring that up because we have to partner with the Lord, but we actually do have to do the work. If you're sitting around saying a prayer and waiting for a check to come in the mail, that's not it. Like you need to get to work. And I and I want to say that especially because I want to give my husband so much credit and honor for working so hard and grinding through the paperwork and doing all the things that it takes to make this happen for our family. It looks like work. I tell that to my kids too. When we read the missionary stories, I'm like, God's work looks like work because these are missionaries and they're doing a lot of hard work, dirty work. Not glamorous work, not the kind of work we like to see on social media when it looks like ministry. That's not what they were doing. Let's be willing servants to work for the Lord and partner with Him. And remember, like it looks like work. Spiritual things are practical. So there's a faith aspect to it, but it's also practical. And we want to use wisdom and we have to be willing to do the work. So, all right, (laughs) there's that. Anyways, the next thing I want to tell you is always give God your yes of obedience. I told my friend Hannah, she was here on the podcast. I told her that, um, I don't know if you can move in with us right now because I think we're going to be moving. But in faith, I said, go ahead. Sure. Come on. We welcome you. Same thing. Um, Our friend Julia, who's been with us now, she's getting ready to go to Tanzania, Africa as a missionary, and she's in transition. I was like, well, you can live with us for this time, but I think we're going to be moving again. I wasn't sure, but the answer is yes. There were times of so much obedience that didn't make sense, but I was like, Lord, you have my yes, and I'm just going to do what you say and trust you. I'm not doing this to get something from you. I'm just going to give you my yes of obedience regardless. I remember some specific times where Yeah, I just did some specific things. I fasted out of obedience and um, really just walked that out. So my point is give God your yes of obedience. All right. And the last thing I want you to know is that it was ultimately the surrender that steadied my heart. It was my greatest victory. The first six months of this process felt like an emotional roller coaster. even though I had faith. And even though I felt like I was trusting God, oh my goodness, it was, it was hard. But once I truly gave up the house, I gave it to the Lord, I felt unwavering in my faith and full of peace, regardless of what things looked like in the natural. I was free and the continued up and down journey with the house, it didn't have a grip on me anymore. I had already released it anyways. And could just be curious about what would happen next with expectation. The bottom line, surrender your future. Surrender your dreams. Surrender your desires. The big, the little, the in-between, the things you don't understand, the things that don't make sense. All of you. God wants all of you. He gave all of himself for you and he wants all of you. And he's worthy of your trust. He's worthy of your surrender. So embrace The test of trust in your life. This was a big one for me, and it was a long one. But God is worthy of your trust, and your hope for the future can only be found in Him, not in what the world has to offer. God wants to do infinitely more than you can ask or think, just like that Bible verse said. But you've got to make your home in His heart first. Seek Him first in everything, and find peace and rest in Him no matter what. So as we wrap up this conversation, let me just read this Bible verse over you and let me just pray it over you. Let's do that. Father, I just thank you so much for what you're doing In my life, I thank you for what you're doing in the woman right now that is listening to this episode. I thank you that she is here for such a time as this, and it is no mistake that she's listening to this, Lord. I pray that you would stir up hope in her life once again. I pray that you'd stir up faith, Lord, and I pray that you'd give her the strength to surrender, to believe that you are who you say you are, Lord, to see you rightly, Lord, and to believe that she is who you say she is. Lord, I pray that from your glorious, unlimited resources that you would empower her with inner strength through your spirit. That Christ would make your home in her heart as she trusts in you. I pray that her roots would grow down into your love, God, and keep her strong. Lord, and I pray that she would have the power to understand, fresh revelation, Lord, of how wide, how long, how high, and how deep your love is for her, Lord. I pray that she would experience the love of Christ, your love, God, though it is too great to fully understand. Then she will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from you, God. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty work at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Father, we just say yes and amen to your promises. We say yes and amen to the truth of your word. And we ask you to use us, Lord. We pray that you would just use our life for your glory, Lord, and that our surrender would bring glory to earth and impact others for your kingdom. Thank you so much that you have a bigger picture and that you are are at work behind the scenes, God. And we just declare that we trust you and we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness and we thank you for promises fulfilled. May we not forget. May we not forget. In Jesus' name I pray. We love you, God. Amen. (laughs) you like mama so please leave a review hey mama real quick before you run off and do all the things if you found value in today's conversation it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast i know you know how precious time is the biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to take 30 seconds right now and leave a quick written review More importantly, this is the way we can reach other mamas just like you and help them find more peace and purpose as they balance motherhood and business with God at the center. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Surrender Driven Success podcast. Click five stars and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social or simply text it to a friend to spread the love. I appreciate you and can't wait to connect over at michellehyatt.com forward slash connect. That's Michelle with two L's, H-I-A-T-T.com forward slash connect.